1: Beyond with Mike Kelton Season 3 is brought to you by Happy Buddha Hemp. Happy Buddha Hemp has my all-time favorite CBD gummies that I literally cannot live without. All the details on my fave nightly treats and sick discounts are coming your way, Carol. But for now, let's get this episode started, shall we? Hello, my celestial beings. This is Mike Kelton, and I've got a very important question for you. Is your search for cosmic understanding and mystical enlightenment lacking in sass? Well, if so, you have to check out a brand new podcast right here on Forever Dog called Sassy Tarot, hosted by comedian and self-described fangirl of the moon cycles, Veronica Osario. She's also one of my besties and truly one of my fave people. Let Veronica be your guide through the world of tarot as she performs interactive readings, teaches you about the cards and their meanings connects you with your inner goddess and reads the cards of your favorite comedians and entertainers to learn what makes them tick and what secrets their futures hold sassy tarot is a wild and unforgettable ride through the esoteric realms with one of the funniest comedians around check it out on apple podcast spotify stitcher or wherever you find podcasts. the first episode drops tuesday october 9th with new episodes weekly and you have to subscribe because guess what I'm on one of the episodes and I get my cards read and it's truly beyond.
2: Forever. Dog.
1: Because I believe in past lives. I just looked up when Trump was born and when Hitler died. Mm, And let me tell you, it works out. (laughs) So I do. It works out, Michelle. I am not kidding.
0: So I have a very... Solid past life theory on Donald Trump And I don't okay. have him as Hitler I think he's Mussolini <gasps> He was a flapper in a past life Beyond. He's a comedian in this life Beyond. He's got a podcast about it Everything he loves Magic, Magic. Psychics, psychic mediums, Australia
1: I'm Mike Kelton, and you're listening to Beyond.
3: Hi Mike.
1: Hi, Mom, what's up?
3: So, whew. I've just been like zooming today. I have so much to do, but I'm getting it all done.
1: Hey guys, Mike here. I know we're listening to Beyond and we love it. But before we get into an intro, this is me and my mom chatting on the phone. Also, what are you doing right now? You're getting ready, right? Great. Okay. (laughs) I love it. Okay.
3: I'm multitasking,
1: okay? (laughs) Okay, good. Okay. So me and my mom have a really close relationship, which is something I think a lot of people know about me, especially if you've seen my Instagram stories. But I think what a lot of people don't know about our relationship is that we've actually been through quite a lot together. From a pretty messy divorce to me coming out to her at 15 to some personal struggles that she went through early on in my life that I got to witness, we've actually become so close because of these things.
3: I have this very special feeling towards you that I can't, I really can't put my finger on the pulse. I don't really know what it is, but I just feel so loved and so accepted. And I really have never had that feeling with another human being in my life.
1: Oh, I can mean, yeah. We got to cry in every
3: episode and you know what? (laughs) Here I go. (laughs) No, there's something, there's something, there's some kind of divinity thread between us that's very, very special. So maybe you were my mom at one point.
1: I know. Wild, right? Well, guys, that's what we're talking about on today's episode, Past Lives. Have you ever met someone for the first time and literally thought to yourself, oh my God, I know you. I am sure that we have a shared history together. Or are you in love with someone that you feel like so karmically connected to where you're like, this person's my soulmate? Yes, it's like a very normal thing we hear in Hallmark cards and at lots of weddings, but there's something to it. And it's all wrapped up in this idea of past lives. And that's what we're going to dig into on today's episode. But before I get too far into it without making any sense, let me have Michelle Brock, who is a past life regression therapist right here in New York City, who's our expert on today's episode, explain to everyone, so we're all on the same page, what past lives are.
0: So... A past life regression is a technique that has a person, you know, regress means to go back in time. Mm-hmm. So to retrieve memories from the past, but particularly from their previous lifetimes. And the idea behind this is that your past life memories exist in your unconscious. So they're still there. So it's kind of unlocking it. And and the reason you would want to do a passive regression is that the unconscious past life memories still being there still inform your current life and impact you in some way. So whether it's decisions you make or beliefs that you have or patterns you're repeating. So even though you can't consciously remember them, they're Mm -hmm. still swirling around in there and they kind of like make up, you know, who you are right now in this life. Mm -hmm. So you want to go back, figure out what happened in the past. So you can go, oh, that's why I fill in the blank, right? Exactly.
1: And on this week's episode, we're filling in the blank on my codependent relationship with my mom. And interestingly enough, my mom was actually the first person who turned me on to past lives because she got me a book called Many Lives, Many Masters, which is about this guy who's a psychotherapist who like went to Yale, who realized that when he was hypnotizing people to remember like really scary childhood memories they suppressed, they were actually talking about past lives.
0: And and the thing that makes it such an amazing book is that he talks about, he's like, they didn't teach me this at Yale, Mm -hmm. right? You know, and... She also, in addition to, you know, healing her symptoms, like she not only got better, she got happy, got mm-hmm. way better. She also had messages for him personally mm-hmm. that seemed to come from guys, which is why it's called Many Lives, Many Masters. That's what she called the masters. So,
1: And one question you know, I, that I still get from like friends and family when I talk about my past lives, one in which I was Socrates, <laughs> buckle up, is are you actually remembering real physical, like historical lives? Or are you creating or manifesting something within your subconscious to help you overcome issues you're dealing with in this life? And I think the answer to that, that I've realized through talking with Michelle and reading a couple books about it, is it's honestly whatever is best for you because at the end of the day you can only experience this life right now so who the fuck cares if it actually did happen or if what you remember just helped you in a psychotherapy sense
0: it's really what's the takeaway how do you bring that home and use it to change your life
1: and for me i've actually decided that i believe that these are real lives that i'm remembering so yeah i'm socrates babe or not, but actually, I am. Maybe not. Just keep listening. So, now that we know a little bit about past life regression, let me share with you my first experience going through a past life regression. So to give you a little bit of context, my manager, Liz, Liz D, we love you. Shout out to Liz. She, for my birthday two years ago, got me a past life regression session with Michelle. And this was just something that she knew I was into because I read this book like many people have. And I was just open and into it. I went into this situation thinking this would be like... I don't know, a person who looked like a theater teacher with beaded curtains and tons of incense and candles lit, like without electricity. (laughs) I guess like when I showed up to Michelle's apartment in this doorman building on the Upper West Side, and I was just floored at the fact that she was just like a normal lady that you would run into at a Trader Joe's or a Whole Foods if you're fancy like that. And so I showed up at Michelle's apartment and I just was like, oh, you're cool as hell. Your furniture's from West Elm, and I'm digging it. There are pictures of your kids in this apartment. You're like like a normal lady, and I like you, and I want to drink wine with you. So she kind of greets me, and she's like, Okay, we'll sit at my kitchen table, and we'll talk for a little bit before we do the regression. And another thing that shocked me was there were like intake papers, like you would have at a therapist, where I kind of filled out how I was feeling, and if I was having any anxieties. And so we sat at her kitchen table and chatted for like 45 minutes, just about life and like you would with a therapist. And we went through my intake papers and we kind of like, I got more comfortable with what was about to happen. And there were two takeaways from this conversation at the table that, I mean, to this day, I'm like, this is so wild. One, Michelle quickly picked up on the fact that I was like an empath and... It took on a lot of energy, as Asa did and, you know, ev- other people have in my life. But then she asked me a specific question that came out of nowhere, and I was like, holy fuck. She looked at me, and she... This is like 20 minutes in, and she was like, As a kid, did you look in the mirror and let your depth perception go away and, like, see different faces or let your face morph into other faces? I know that sounds so crazy, like anamorphs but real life, <laughs> but... As a kid, I would do that. Like, as a small child, I would sometimes, like, I don't know, lock myself in the bathroom and look in the mirror and lose my depth perception and, like, see other faces. And I never told anybody that because it makes me sound like a sociopath. But what it was, Michelle said, was that I've lived many lives and that I didn't believe that I was in this body as a small child. And you hear a lot of stories on the internet about kids, you know, being two years old and talking about being in a fighter jet going down and parents are like, what the fuck are you talking about? But it just means I had a really strong connection to my past lives. So that was dope as hell right off the bat. Second thing that happened was as I was talking to Michelle at her kitchen table, I just felt like there were spirits behind me and like, a survival tribunal of like a V shape and that they were kind of just like sitting behind me as I was talking to Michelle. That's a feeling I've never felt before in my life. And I felt actually kind of crazy thinking that. So I didn't say it to Michelle while we were at the table. Cause I was like, look, I don't need this past life regressionist looking at me and thinking this guy's crazy. <laughs> you know? So I didn't tell her. And then I go to the bathroom and when I come back to get hypnotized to go under, I was like, fuck it. I'm just going to tell Michelle. She's not going to judge me. So I tell Michelle, I'm like, hey, quickly before we go under, I got to tell you, Michelle, as we were talking, I felt like, and then she literally cuts me off and picks up and says, you had six spirits sitting behind you in a V-shape? And I was like, what the fuck? And she goes, oh yeah, those are your spirit guides and they're very excited to show you some things. And I was like... Yeah, I guess let's see what the spirit guides have to show me. So I was hypnotized, laying on Michelle's couch, and she tells me to open up a door, and on the other side of the door was going to be a memory from a past life. And so I open the door, and then she says, Look at your feet. What are you wearing? And I look down at my feet and in like a second I just see these red kitten heels and my feet were flying. I was jiving. Like jiving. I didn't even know I don't even know what jiving is but I was jiving. And she goes what are you doing? And I go I'm dancing. And she goes where are you? I literally cut Michelle off and I was like, all I want to do is have fun. All I want to do is have fun. She's like, okay, what are you wearing? So then I look up and I'm wearing this purple flapper dress. And I look around and she goes, who are you with? And I go, in like this coy, cool, like it felt like I was hammered. And I was like, I'm dancing with my friend, but I don't even know her name. And it's her birthday. <laughs> like It was insane. And I'm feeling giddy and drunk And then she goes What's the time period And I go It's early 1920s I was like I'm in a speakeasy And I'm dancing At my friend's birthday And she goes Okay Look around Do you Do see Are there people there And then I look around And I just see All of these men Like sitting at the bar Leaning in Holding these like cocktails And I say to her I go I know these men I fucked all of these men (laughs) and like I'm feeling giddy and drunk and wild and she's like okay do you recognize any of these men from this life and then I see this guy leaning in on this stool looking at me the same way that Andrew looks at me and in a fucking second I was like that's Andrew I was like that's Andrew and he's looking at me thinking oh my god you're so wild I'm obsessed with you and I was like I know it I know he's obsessed but then she's like do you end up going home with him and I go no because all I want to do is have fun (laughs) so I'm just like dancing the night away in this wild speakeasy club with my like short dress on living my best life I was like Alyssa Edwards on All-Stars, Drag Race All-Stars season two. That's like, imagine me. That's what I was. So then she goes, I'm going to tap you on the forehead and you're going to flash forward 40 years to the next significant memory in this life. So she taps my forehead and I look down at my feet. And I am now not wearing shoes. And my feet are fat as hell. I like, I'm like, oh, my God. My feet are fat Like I feel like people in Maine have fat feet I know this is like probably not a nice thing to say But they looked like people in Maine's feet Like people in Maine have fat feet And so I'm like oh my god I look up and she's like where are you I'm like I'm sitting on a lawn chair I'm at a picnic And then I look over She goes who's there with you And I look over and it's the guy who was Andrew And we're older now And then I just start crying And I'm like I settled down We're married now. We love each other. And then I go, there's other people here. And she goes, who? And I go, there are kids. We have children. And I'm like literally sobbing on her couch. And then I look and I go, oh, my God. One of our kids, our daughter, is sick. We're doing a picnic for the last day of her life. Or like she's about to die. And she goes, do you recognize her? And then she turns around and it's literally my mom. It didn't necessarily look like my mom because she was like, like bigger and like looked sick and have like stringy hair. But I knew that it was my mother. She had the same energy of like, 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 oh no, <laughs> like that kind of energy. And I was like, oh my God, it's my mom. And then I remembered my death day where I was at a, a old person's home. I was fucking livid. I just, my energy changed and I was like, I'm alone. No one's coming to visit me. I'm fucking pissed. My kids aren't here. My husband died years ago. He left me. I was, like, literally so pissed. And then I, like, rose above my body in this old people's home at this, like, table. And I realized that that life, what I learned about was that family was important to me. Because in the 20s, all I wanted to do was, like, get drunk and, like, live my Alyssa Edwards fantasy But then I realized like family was really important to me. And Andrew was my husband and my mom was my daughter. And I was like, (laughs) fuck. Okay, so that's the story. It's super fun. And like, of course, I was a flapper that was fucking everyone in this bar. I ended up settling down with Andrew. And then my mom was my daughter and she was sick and she died. And it was really sad. And we had fat feet. So when I came home after the session, I told Andrew and I was like freaking out I think it like made me think about things differently and I talked about it so much that Andrew was like you need to shut the fuck up about this you will not stop talking about it and so my way of like shutting up about it or his way of making me shut up was going (laughs) so I made Andrew go and get a past life regression and Andrew was like into this he had also read many lives many masters but like definitely not where I was with this so I wasn't sure how his experience was going to go
4: but he did go and here he is to tell you about it thinking about going to michelle's i was not skeptical but also kind of nervous about how my personality type would interact with her um because i'm I'm very logical very left-brained um so she puts me under and i very much knew that i was put under, or I mean, it was kind of like in a meditative state, but also I was very much aware. The best way I have to describe it is like when you fall asleep on the subway or when you fall asleep on the beach Mm -hmm. or something like that, where like, you're not deeply asleep. You know, you're on the beach and you know, when a kid kicks sand in your face, like, you know that you're still on the beach, but you're also Relax enough to fall asleep.
3: Yeah, very nice.
4: Um, so it's kind of like in between sleep and being aware.
1: So then Andrew was taken under and remembered a childhood memory and then a first past life, and those were really helpful to Andrew at the time and helped him overcome some things that he was dealing with, but. It doesn't really have to do with me, bitch, uh, or like the story that I'm telling on this podcast. So I'm going to skip to his second past life that he remembered, only because it's most pertinent to this story. And if you know Andrew, ask him about the other ones because they're really beautiful.
4: Then she takes me to this other life. um, She says, look down on your feet. And I look down on my feet and I'm wearing sandals and I'm. I, I saw that much. I, I could feel that much, and I was—I knew I was on the beach. I had the feeling I was on the beach, um, and I saw my arms, and they were dark, um, a tan skin, and they were hairy. And I was like, and I was fat. I could tell I was—I was a big guy. I was like, oh, oh, okay, I see what's going on here. It's like jolly fat man wearing a, like a linen outfit, and she says, "Where are you?" and Those questions are are just, you know, how on earth do you know them? But in that moment, I really knew where I was. And I was like, oh, I'm in the Dominican Republic. Oh, I'm a Dominican man in the Dominican Republic, and I'm smoking a cigar. Um, And I was like, wait, no, I'm not. No, that's not right. That didn't feel right when I just said that out loud. I'm not a Dominican man. I just have dark skin. Oh, Oh, I'm from New Jersey. I'm from New Jersey, and I just happen to have tan skin. And I'm on vacation. Got it. Um, and so that kind of clicked through, and it just it felt really right. So then Michelle asked in her like beautiful soothing voice, "Who are you with?" It's like, "Oh well, I, I, I have a family. Um, they're back at the hotel. And instead of seeing my family, um, I saw just this like this grid, almost like the opening to the Brady Bunch, where there was a square, like one big square, and half of the square." Was, was one section, and the other half was divided into three subsections. And I understood that the, the big part was my wife, and the small pieces were my children. Um, and so she goes, okay, well, describe, describe your wife. And I was like, oh, she... She has, like very stringy hair. She is like very just like ugh. I just I got Literally, the sense that her hair dare was you? almost like a mop. Like it was like a it was mop. Like a dirty mop. Um, a dirty mop. A dirty mop. And I was like it's many colors. It's okay. Um and I was like oh. Oh, it's uh, that's Mike. That's Mike. And it was almost just, like this moment of like of course that's Mike. It's like of course he's so silly. But then also also the mop oh, hair. The mop, and also, I was like, Oh, this is the same life that that Mike Mike had told me about. And so, I was like, Oh, I'm here. This is interesting. We had three kids. The top one was our oldest, and he was he had very masculine energy, felt like very all American. Um, And then the middle one was this the square, which is purple. In that moment, I understood that that color purple meant oh my god this child is very sick she's about to die Mm -hmm. like just if it was like a bruise it was it it made me feel sick like I had eaten something rotten and then our youngest was my friend who I used to work at Subway with um, who actually who died of cancer um, when I was in college Um, and you had like a very close very close there's a
1: picture of this person in our
4: living room yeah she's
1: very important to me Sorry to take you away from the beach, but isn't this bizarre? I remembered my mom being my daughter in a past life. Andrew remembers that same life. And this reminded me of a really strange thing that happened after Andrew's second time meeting my mom early on when we were dating, where we got into a cab right after dinner, and then Andrew says... I can see us taking care of your
4: mom in the future. No, 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 no. Not us taking care of your mom. Me taking care of your mom. Like I very much felt like, oh, I'm going to be going to the nursing home by myself to deal with my mother-in-law. Wow. Isn't Andrew a gem? (laughs) It was
1: pretty crazy that in this cab after a couple months of dating, he said that he felt like he was going to take care of my mom. But then he also called her his mother-in-law, which makes me think we'll get married. (laughs) Anyway, here's the question I still have. I remembered my mom being my daughter in a past life. Andrew remembered that same life. And if the masters are trying to show us something that's important for us to know, I still had a big question. It's like, what's my mom's significance in all of these memories that we're recalling? So I did what any logical person would do. I took my mom to see Michelle get regressed and hopefully we can solve this maternal Da Vinci code. Carol, my spirit guides have a message for you. Just kidding. They had nothing to do with this, but I genuinely want to let you know about some of my fave new things that have made my life and sleep habits a bit more chill and vibe worthy in the past year. CBD products from our season three presenting sponsor, the iconic Happy Buddha Hemp. I've been truly obsessed with the full spectrum CBD gummies for a while now, and I gotta say, sleeping through the night is an absolute vibe. It's made me more alert during the day and brought my general anxiety to an all time low, which is a vibe. If you haven't tried CBD products before, don't fret, Carol. I was also a noob when I tried Happy Buddha Hemp products and I quickly found the perfect dose for me. I recommend starting with the gummies and taking half of one 30 minutes before bed and see how it feels. The next night, do the same amount or go even further to really connect with your subconscious in the dream world. I can confidently tell you that I have tried and love all of the HBH products, which is why I literally asked them to sponsor my podcast. I know, it's sick. So if you wanna get in on the CBD life, head over to happybuddahemp.com and use the code BEYOND for 30% off. Again, it's 30% off at happybuddahemp.com using the code BEYOND. This works for all of the products, Carol. So go ham and have a good day. (laughs)
0: Kathy. I'm Michael's mom. Uh, Hi, <laughs> Kathy. Nice to meet you. I'm Michelle. Hi, Michelle. It's a pleasure to hear a lot about you.
2: Good to good
0: see, you. To see come you. Come on in. Okay, thank you. All right.
2: So, are you excited? Yeah, I told Michael I I, I feel like it's almost like Christmas morning. I'm full of, like, anticipation. Of and there's what a I'm, surprise that's wrapped yeah. that we're going to unwrap. Yeah, and that's I know what, what I feel like. I'm not nervous. <laughs> I just feel like I'm
0: going I'm yeah. gonna, gonna to be exposed to some good things. Great. Okay, come have a seat right here. Basically, what I'm gonna do is I'm going to have you close your eyes, and I'm going to go into what's called a guided imagery, Mm -hmm. where your job is to just relax. Follow my voice, and it's called guided imagery because I want you to use your imagination to kind of kick up the the visual elements, right? I'll have you imagine a light. What color is the light, right? I'll have you imagine a staircase, that I'm gonna have you descend. What what do the stairs look like? Are they carpeted? Are they not carpeted? Right. Really use your imagination as much as you can during that time. Okay. On kind of a spiritual metaphysical level, what's happening is I'm connecting to you. We're opening a channel, a space together because it's going to come from spirit. So it's not like you're, oh gosh, I'm trying to remember what happened in like the 15th century. Let it come to you okay and it might be something you see it might be something you sense or feel or know right Okay, if something does pop into your mind you know a, a name a date a place just say it even if it doesn't make sense right okay not that we're trying to validate this um experience historically but you know it, it sometimes it'll come like that it'll be like how you described that you were aware of a thought Okay. Right? right. That's actually called clairsentience. Those are people that get gut feelings. You know, the regression will be a lot like you dream. So if you do tend to see things in your dream, you might see things. You might not see anything. You might just sense, feel, or know it. Right? Okay. So be open to all of the senses. Some people hear things, right? Or smell smells. Um, smells are very connected to memory. Mm-hmm. Um,
1: okay. Are you guys ready to hear a recording of my mom's past life regression with Michelle? Because that's what's happening now.
2: All right. Okay. Are you ready? I think so. I'm just going to try to get comfortable. Okay. Okay. All right.
0: (laughs) Okay. All right. Closing your eyes now.
1: Okay. I just have to stop real quick. This is real. If you are operating heavy machinery right now while listening to this podcast, you have to stop because Michelle told me that even with recordings of someone doing a guided meditation or whatever this is you can actually slip into it yourself and we are not responsible for what happens if you're driving a fucking truck right now and you go under and start remembering my mom's past lives (laughs) okay so stop listening and listen to it later if you're operating heavy machinery let's regress
0: but the memory taking place on the other side of that door is a little bit different comes from another time, another place, when you had a different body. Is this something you would like to explore? Mm Mm-hmm. Good, getting up now, walking to the door. Going to count backwards from three and touch you on your forehead, and I want you to move through the door. Join the scene taking place on the other side. That is a memory from a past life. Three, the door's opening. Two, one, be there. Through the door. This is a scene that's a memory from a past life. In your mind's eye, I'd like you to look down at your feet. Tell me if you're wearing shoes. Yes. What do they look like? They're shiny. What color are they? Can you tell? I think they're red. Look up your body. What kind of clothing do you have on? Very pretty. Little girl. Yes. What are you wearing?
2: Like a pretty dress. My hair is in ribbons. What color is your dress? Blue and white. Is the skirt long or short? It's like very girly, kind of fr- frilly.
0: Yeah, so a little bit full, flouncy. Mm-hmm. How old are you? Like three. Where are you? Are you indoors or outdoors? Outdoors. What place
2: are you in? I don't know. Going someplace fancy. I'm all dressed up.
0: So, you're going somewhere? Mm hmm. Are you in a city or a town? Countryside? Mm hmm. Does it look like where you are? Probably more urban. Yes. So, when you're going somewhere, are you leaving your home? Mm hmm. What does your home look like?
2: No, but the grounds are all manicured.
0: Yes. So, it seems to be a large home? It's a nice home. Yes. Mm-hmm. Are you alone or is anyone with you?
2: I mean, I don't know who I'm with, but I'm definitely being doted over.
0: Yes. Mm-hmm. Not being
2: dismissed.
0: Doted over by adults?
2: Mm hmm. Are they men or women? Or both? I don't know. But I definitely am in the care of. <laughs> mm. It's a happy place. Happy place. You feel loved? Mm. Do you have a mother? I don't know. I think there's a man. I don't know. What's he wearing? He's well-dressed. Suit, nice shoes, wingtip shoes. Yeah. Well-dressed. And you
0: feel this man is related to you? Probably like a father figure. Yes. Is he a father figure, or is he your father?
2: Maybe my father. He definitely loves me, and he cares for
0: me. Look into his eyes. Is he familiar? Does he remind you of anyone? Maybe from this life?
2: Hmm. He has blue eyes.
0: He has blue eyes? Does he... Does his energy remind you of anyone you know in your current life? Mm Mm-hmm. Yes. So you feel that you know this man? Mm Mm-hmm. And he's a loving father to you?
2: Mm Mm-hmm.
0: And he makes you feel safe? Very. Very. What part of the world are you in? Is this urban setting? Is this a city or a town? I think it's Brooklyn. Yes. What comes to mind when I ask what year it is?
2: I think we're in the early 20th century, early 1900s. Early 1900s. He has a pocket watch.
0: Yes.
2: The gold chain. He's very well dressed.
0: Yes. And when you look at him, you can feel how much he loves you and wants to take care of you. Mm Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes, he's very good to me. Yes. Where is it that you're going? I don't know. You often spend time together going places? Um, I guess,
2: It just, I know he's really good to me. Yes. And I feel safe with him. And I'm all prettied up. Yes. I'm looking, i a pretty dress, my hair is in ribbons.
0: Yeah, Do you feel that this father is wealthy, successful? And very loving, and yes. Loving. So he has a good balance? Mm-hmm. What does he do for a living? What's his job?
2: I don't know, but he's very smart. Yes. And respected.
0: Respected.
2: And I feel safe with him. Yes. Like, I know. I don't have to... I have no worries with this man. He's good to me.
0: Who is your mother? I don't, I don't know. You feel that she's around? No. Did something happen to her? I don't know. What's your sense of it? Is it just you and your father Um, on your own?
2: I don't know. She doesn't, she's not really, she doesn't care about me. Yes. But this man
0: does. You feel that you have this... Relationship with this man that makes up for not having a mother mm-hmm. who's very into taking care of you.
2: Mm-hmm. And protecting of mm-hmm.
0: me.
1: Let's stop for a second. Uh, wow, right? This is emotional and wild. My mom is a little girl in a dress in Brooklyn in the early 20th century. And her father is a guy with dark hair in a suit with a pocket watch. And her mom is MIA and she's kind of like pissed about that. Here's where my brain goes. She said that she knew the father, but didn't say who in this life, although he was kind and he took care of her. What I'm thinking as I'm watching this is, holy fuck, not only is my mom remembering the life that Andrew and I remembered, but fuck, The reason why my mom and I are so close this life and why I've been helpful to her through my parents' divorce is because was I a shit mom in a past life and just like out doing my thing? I was a flapper in the roaring 20s and I was like, I don't give a fuck. I'm going to color my hair and get fat and live my life, honey. Was I a shit mom? So I'm listening to this and kind of freaking out and thinking that's definitely Andrew the guy she described was was in my memory was Andrew in that bar looking at me this handsome guy who was looking at me with that drink and that like really beautiful suit and wingtip shoes so Michelle kept going and brought her to this space this like empty space at the end of the regression where she kind of wrapped stuff up and that's what you're going to hear now Also, just for context, my mom is about to bring up a couple important people in her life that have passed, including a woman named Maddie, who was my mom's best friend her whole life, who passed of cancer, and my grandfather, my grandmother, and me. I
0: want you to imagine now that you're back where you began, back in your personal sanctuary. As you look around your personal sanctuary... I want you to notice if anyone's come to join you today. Any of your guides, loved ones who have passed, teachers, friends. Who is it that makes their presence known to you? Maddie, my dad.
2: How do they greet you? My grandmother. And my son, Michael, but he's not past, but maybe from
0: another life. Yes. So his energy can be there with you in spirit. How do they all greet you? With
2: love and acceptance. Yes, so you can feel that they love you.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. Why have they come? What message do they have for you?
2: That... It's all, it's all okay, whatever
0: that means. Yes. What you're doing, what you're meant to be doing, you're a good person, it's all gonna be okay. There's a bigger picture. That
2: I'm loved.
0: And you're loved. Why is your son Michael there? What does he want you to know?
2: That I'm not alone. Yes. And I'm loved. And I don't need to worry as much as I I worry all the time. So I'm surrounded right now by... I feel such peace.
0: Such peace, yeah. That love. I want you to stay in this peaceful place, in this moment. And just enjoy it for a little bit. And when you feel ready to return, come back today, I'd like you to say Okay.
2: Okay,
1: okay, so that's a portion of my mom's regression, and as you can tell, I still had a question because my mom remembered this nice man being her father in you know the nineteen hundreds nineteen twenty nineteen thirty whatever, and I I was sitting there thinking, holy shit, like my mom didn't say who it was, but she said she knew this person. And she also said that her mom was MIA, which to me tracks to this like woman that Andrew explained who had like her hair, all these different colors. So I wanted to give my mom some time to think about it. So I didn't ask her right after because I didn't want to bombard her. But I did call her a couple weeks after the session to ask her point blank if she thinks that this man was Andrew and that I was maybe her mom who was missing in action. And now you're going to hear that phone call. Hi, Ma.
3: Hi, Mike. How are you?
1: I'm good. Okay. So, Mom, in the session, you talked about being a little girl in Brooklyn in like the 19-somethings, early 1900s. And you were a little girl and you talked about a father with blue eyes and dark hair who had a pocket watch. And you said that you knew who that person was. Okay.
3: I did? Okay.
1: You did. But you didn't say like who it was, but you said you knew that person from this life. And then you talked about a mother. You said a mother who just wasn't there. And she was like not there. And like, whatever, whatever she was, she just it was kind of flippant. She like didn't care. So I have a theory now and I want to run it by you. And you can say whatever you want. You don't have to agree with me. I just like, whatever. So okay. I think that that person you saw who was loving was Andrew, because he was my husband in the past life that I saw in when we met in the early 1920s. So we might have had you in like the late 20s.
3: mean like he was the father with the pocket
1: watch? He was the father with the pocket watch. This is my theory. And I, this is, I don't want this to upset you, but mom, I think I might've been your mom who wasn't there because in this life, I feel so connected to you and I feel a need to be there for you and take care of you sometimes when you are struggling and like you did with the divorce. And I feel, it feels so karmic to me, this pull to that we're connected and that I love you and to take care of you, that I might've been not the best mother in our last life to you. Hmm. Wow. Does that, does that feel, what does it feel like to you? And, and I'm not trying to put words in your mouth, but like, what does that, does that ring any bells for you?
3: No, I just, well, I do believe that when we come back, we try, it, you know, each life is a lesson and then we try to right our wrongs in the next life, whatever the wrongs were. So that, that definitely could be a possibility.
1: But that person you saw, you said you knew who that person was, that man with the pocket watch. Who was that person? I don't know. But you said you knew who he was.
3: Yeah, but I, I was under. I don't, I don't know. I mean, now I'm not under. I have no idea
1: are you fucking kidding (laughs) you don't know (laughs) this question is still out there
3: i i don't even remember saying that but i guess because i was kind of like under that lady's spell but i (laughs)
1: lady's spell (laughs) michelle brock's hypnosis okay i mean
3: okay i don't i don't i said i said i know who that person is in this life
1: yes you said you knew who that man with the pocket watch was, and you got very emotional because he took care of you and he cared about you.
2: Wow.
1: <laughs> Honestly, cool. <laughs> Honestly, cool that you don't remember. Cause that makes it like still a mystery for me and also our listeners. Uh, Ma, I love you so much, and I just wanted to thank you for being a part of this episode and sharing your regression and sharing our story together. You know, I do think soulmates comes in many different packages. I think it's it comes in terms of like sometimes romantic partners, sometimes mothers and sons, especially mothers from Long Island with gay sons. Here we are, um, and I just I love you so much, and I just want to thank you for being being the best.
3: Well, I just want to say I am truly blessed. There are people that go their whole life. And they never have a connection with another human being the way we do, and it's it's truly it, it, it it's a it's a gift. Uh, it's a priceless gift.
1: Oh, uh, you're the best. So there you have it, an ending that is not an ending. <laughs> How fun! Here's the deal: my mom doesn't like really exactly remember who this person was, but when she was under, she did. And the guy she described to me felt like that guy in the bar when I was hammered and like dancing my life away. And the takeaway for me after doing all of this is that my relationship with my mom is very special because I truly believe that we've spent many lives together. And at the end of the day, that's like helpful for me. It offers me some peace. It gives good context to our relationship, which has been at times difficult and beautiful and a struggle. And life is a fucking mess, you know, like the things that we go through, whether it be, you know, divorce, a loss in the family, substance abuse issues. These are things that are really difficult to deal with in this life. But having a little past life context for why we might be prone to acting a certain way in situations and with certain people i think it's really comforting and ultimately i like to believe that everything is not finite and the decisions you make in this life are not going to be the end all be all so in regards to yolo this bitch disagrees okay you do not only live once you live many times And if you have a relationship that you're maybe confused about, or you've met someone and felt like you know them before, or you think you're with your soulmate, or you have a contentious relationship with someone and you want to figure it out, I do think seeing Michelle or a past life regression therapist would actually be a feasible option for you. A hundred percent. And if you want to book Michelle, her information is in the description of this episode. So click on it, book a session. Who were you in a PL? Let me know if we shared a P.L. together because, bitch, I lit love. And because of this idea of like coming back and reincarnating with the same people, I had one more question that I had for Michelle that I'd like to leave you with for this episode, because it's something that will really make you think. I had a thought the other day. I was just thinking out loud, watching the news, which is Fucking it, so anxiety ridden. It's made like the me worst feel reality crazy. show ever, isn't it's it? It's terrible right now. <laughs> and I just looked up because I believe in past lives. I just looked up when Trump was born and when Hitler died. Mm, yeah. And let me tell you, it works out. <laughs> so I do. <laughs> it works out to Michelle. So, I am not kidding.
0: So I have a very solid past life theory on Donald Trump and I don't okay. have him as Hitler. I think he's Mussolini. (gasps) Oh, fuck. Yeah. Because that date actually matches up and it makes more sense.
1: Well, now we have, we have, we have two.
0: I think Putin's Hitler.
1: Oh my, Michelle.
0: And that also lines up. (laughs) Michelle,
1: this is beyond Michelle. Putin
0: actually speaks fluent German and he actually was serving in the military in, in East Berlin and, and, and Mussolini and Hitler had this kind of like back. Door relationship to each other where they supported each other. But Mussolini, he had the thinnest skin ever. Like if you he would oh. get upset if you criticize his clothing. And also, too, he actually wanted to look like they actually gave him power. They were like, okay, fine, you you be the dictator. He staged a military like coup for TV. He had everybody march in with their tanks and made it look like it was that he had this glorious victory where oh. he took over. But they actually gave it to him. But he did it for the TV cameras.
1: Well, nothing sounds more like Trump than Donald that. Trump
0: was born a month after Mussolini died. So,
1: OK, well.
4: <laughs> Forever. This has been a Forever Dog production. Executive produced by Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. For more original podcasts, please visit foreverdogpodcasts.com and subscribe to our shows on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Keep up
3: with the